What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. I am so honored that you are here listening to this episode amongst all of the other podcast episodes that are out there. I so appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. In this week's solo episode, I'm going to take it a different direction than what I normally do, and I want to talk about what actually makes up dog mom mentality? So like, how did dog mom mentality get here? What are the products and services that it offers? How can it help you? How these things came about? Like, what are the the whys and the mission behind it? Um, answer some of the frequently asked questions that I get. Like, how do you decide who comes on your podcast? Or like, how do you decide on topics? to, you know, how did you actually make the growing and healing journal? So these are questions that I commonly get, and I feel like it's just, you know, a pretty safe bet for me to do an episode on this to be able to share over time and then also just give others insight into what it looks like to basically run this as a business. So I'll talk a little bit about, you know, the podcast, um, content, the the actual shop part of it um let's see content creation for other brands and then I'll also talk about the new service that I'm offering which is the dog mom mentality mentorship program so I'm going to go in I guess chronological order of how all of these things came about and just to start off with how how did dog mom mentality come about the name and the origin story of dog mom mentality, it's probably something that I've said before. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you've, you know, read about it on a post. But basically, long story short, I had Layla's Instagram. I was posting a lot about training her, our struggles, our challenges, our wins, basically just like our training journey. And this was pretty early on. I think this would have been you know, from 2020 until I think about August or September of 2021 is whenever I changed the name to Dog Mom Mentality. And to that point, it was just like Layla's name. So the the handle was Layla May with three Y's. <laughs> um, and it was just her. I didn't really show my face at all. And I actually, you know what? I think the podcast kind of came before the name change. So maybe I should talk about that first, but okay, I digress. I'm going to continue on with this and then I'll go to the podcast. So, and then in 2021, in like August or September of 2021, I decided to change my name to something that encompasses more of me and her because I was sharing more about the emotional processing that I was doing how I was feeling throughout things. I was still sharing a lot about training and play, but I was starting to share it all from my lens, my point of view, 
like why I was doing some of the things that I was doing, how it was making me feel. And I also started to include myself more in some of the content. I wanted to change the direction of the account from just Layla, just training and like dog content to incorporating me, incorporating some more mental health, emotional aspects, and like a little bit of lifestyle and typical dog mom things. Like maybe some things outside of dog ownership, but a lot of it was still, you know, still from being a dog mom basically. And so because I wanted to pull in that mental health and emotional aspect of it, I came up with the name dog mom mentality. And it really came from all of these lessons that I had learned so far, how I was changing my mindset And how I started to see everything through the lens of being a dog owner and being a dog mom and taking these lessons that Layla had taught me or that I had learned through through training her and playing with her and dog ownership in general and applying them to other areas of my life. So I was like, okay, I'm like actually starting to see, you know, things through the lens of of a dog owner like quite frequently and I'm basically just always having this dog mom mentality. So that is how the name came about and I will never change it. I will always love it. It is just the the perfect name. I honestly can't think of something else that suits the the brand and the mission and the intersection of dog ownership and mental health and emotions better. I think it's like literally the perfect name. That is how the name and the personal brand, I guess, came to be. And like I said, the name Dog Mom Mentality will never change. The next thing that really came about was the podcast. And I started the podcast actually as an Instagram live series. And so technically it came about before the name changed to Dog Mom Mentality. What was happening is I was seeing all of these owners who were sharing their reactive dog stories and they were getting comments that was just so misunderstanding, like typical dog owners. And when I say typical, I just mean dog owners who don't have a reactive dog or a dog with behavioral issues. They were really questioning some of the things that these people, that these owners with reactive dogs uh, were doing you know, why they needed room, why they needed space, why they, you know, had to go train their dog every day and just like a lot of questions and it really isolated the the people that they were talking to or talking about. And I wanted to do something to showcase all of the hard work that reactive dog owners did and the behind the scenes of reactive dog owners or challenging dog owners, dogs with behavioral issues, you know, whether that be resource guarding or stranger reactivity, kennel aggression, just basically anything. I wanted to get different perspectives and basically just bring awareness to the amount of work that reactive dog owners were doing the emotional side of it and let others know that one, they aren't alone, but then two, just for those who don't have a reactive dog, give them a different perspective so they don't have all of these, 
you know, questions and they aren't making others feel isolated or misunderstood and basically just bring about a sense of empathy. And so I started an Instagram live series. I think I did like 10, maybe nine or 10 with different dog owners um, through Instagram live and it was called Owners Tell All. And you can actually still go back and watch those episodes on Instagram if you want or they are the first nine or 10 episodes uh, in the podcast. So I was able to download them from Instagram and upload them to the podcast. Now the quality isn't great like at all, (laughs) but if you want to, you know, really go back to that, then you can. So the Instagram live series was just on reactive dog owners And then I decided, well, basically I got fed up with Instagram because I wanted it to be like a podcast where you could hit play and drive or hit play and lock your phone and, you know, be outside, take your dog for a walk, whatever. And Instagram wouldn't allow you to do that. So on Instagram, you like couldn't scroll to the minute that you wanted. You like had to watch it from start to finish in one sitting and you couldn't close your phone and If you commented, then it brought you back to the beginning and it was just like a really difficult interface. I'm not sure if it's still like that because I don't really do many lives or watch many lives, but it was just agitating. (laughs) Um, And so I decided to download all the episodes, put them on a podcast streaming platform and go from there. So that was after... Actually, no, I did this before I changed the name because I remember having the graphic as Owners Tell All for a little while. And then I decided to change the name to Dog Mom Mentality. So that meant the the podcast rebranded as well to Dog Mom Mentality. And I decided to have on more guests that, you know, it didn't have to be specific to reactive dog owners, even though that is still one of the bigger pillars of the podcast, I basically just wanted to have anyone come on and talk about how their dog has emotionally affected them. So this could be from loss, this could be from reactivity or behavioral issues, this could be how their dog inspired them or how they've made changes in their life because of their dog, this could be um, service dogs, therapy dogs, dogs and babies. Um, Like we've literally covered just so many issues now with dog ownership and mental health and emotional well-being that it's really blossomed into, you know, I, I couldn't even like imagine what this could have been two years ago today, but it's exactly what I needed two years ago. It's it, it, like the products and services and the podcast and everything that I've made is exactly what I needed in the past. It's what my past self needed. Like for instance, my past self really needed this podcast because I wouldn't have felt as alone and I would have picked up on tips and tricks and maybe I would have thought more about my mindset or emotional well-being earlier on in the journey and how that can make a difference with with Layla and with her challenges. I think the theme that you are going to see throughout this podcast is everything that I have created has came from a place of my past self needing it. And I guess that is, 
you know, one of the bigger reasons that everything that I create holds such a special place in my heart because I know that it would have helped me in the past. And so therefore, I know it's going to help other people in the present and in the future. So this podcast has really boomed, honestly. Like I never expected it to get as many downloads as it has, as many guests as I've had on. I've had on literally so many guests from all over America to different countries. I've made a ton of new friends just by doing podcasts with them and I've learned so much and I hope that you have learned so much from the podcast as well. I mean, you're listening to it right now, so I hope you've learned a lot. It's definitely the place where I get out a lot of my thoughts and feelings. I verbally process a lot of things and it's one of my favorite ways to connect with you all because I feel like it's just a more intimate experience with the guest and with the the listener to share knowledge, share bits and pieces that you can't just get through on a direct message or an Instagram caption or a comment. There's so much more that you can talk about and really explain your thoughts and your decision making and your feelings through podcasting. And so it's one of my favorite parts of Dog Mom Mentality. I mean, it's all my favorite, but like the podcast, even though it takes more time than some of the other things, it's so, so, so worth it. The most common question that I get about podcasting is, who do you decide is going to be a guest and what do you decide to talk about? Like what topics? And the answer can vary. Sometimes people come to me with topics and they say, can you talk about this on your podcast? Or, hey, I have this idea. Can I come on and talk about this on your podcast? And that totally works. I love whenever that happens. And then sometimes I will come up with a topic myself and then either, you know, do the research and talk about it and share about it, or I will go find somebody who is an expert in that topic and bring them onto the podcast and and we go through that. Um, Or, you know, if I find somebody's story really interesting, really fascinating, I feel like they bring, you know, just a lot of experience and knowledge to the table, then I have them come on um, and talk about their story if they're comfortable with it. And most of the time, this is like the reactivity and behavioral training journeys that I, you know, seek out people or I find that they post, um, you know, a, a very specific caption or a story and I, I'm like, oh, that's the perfect thing to bring on and talk about on the podcast. You know, maybe I think they're very relatable or maybe there's something unique about them. And so I reach out to them and bring them onto the podcast. But really, you know, what we talk about and who I talk to can vary. It's not, you know, super specific, I guess. The only thing is that I want to make sure that the topic can tie back to how your dog has emotionally affected you, which could be good, bad, ugly, helpful, um, hopeful, inspiration, anything like that. But as long as your dog has emotionally affected you in some way and you can tie that back to the story, your mental health, your training journey, whatever, then it is open for discussion on the podcast. Some of the other more technical questions I get 
are how do you even start a podcast and how long does it take? Like what is the time commitment and what is the um, like the monetary commitment? And so to start a podcast, all you need is a microphone and headphones. I think the microphone that I have is probably 20-ish dollars. I don't know. It might be more than that, honestly. I don't know when I got this microphone, but it works really well and it's easy to travel with. It is the um, Yeti Blue Snowball. I think you can get it on Amazon. And so you really need that and you need headphones and you need a computer, which I would think that most of us have a computer. And then besides that, the other things that I utilize to actually get my podcast out there is a service called Riverside FM. And that is where I record all of the podcast or you could also use Zoom. And then I utilize Buzzsprout to push the podcast out onto Apple, Spotify, Google, all of the streaming platforms. The biggest time commitment is the actual recording and editing of the podcast. And so recording is the fun part. Editing is the not so fun part, at least for me. So I currently outsource my podcast editing, which is a beautiful, beautiful blessing. (laughs) And I thank Alyssa so much for podcast editing and everything that she does for me. And so she does all of that, but you, you know, you can edit it on your own. It's a very easy process. You can use GarageBand or Audacity, or if you want any other like platforms that you can use to edit your podcast, then I would recommend that you go to elissaann.va on Instagram. Um, I think the the link to that is also in the show notes. If you go to podcast editing, it should have the link beside that. But it is E-L-I-S-A-A-N-N period V-A. And she posts tons of tips and tricks and basically podcast info on her Instagram for how to start a podcast, what tools you need, and how to basically just get started on, you know, finding guests, finding topics, etc. So that is, you know, one side of it, like the actual time commitment. And then the monetary commitment would be basically the money that you put towards the microphone and the platforms for recording and editing. So microphone, like I said, I think it was probably like 20 or $30 and then for recording, I pay, I think, 18 or 19 per month for Riverside FM. And then for editing, I currently outsource that to Alyssa. But beforehand, I was doing that on GarageBand myself, which is free because I have a Mac. The next piece that came for Dog Mom Mentality and I don't know if I would really consider this part of the like overarching brand, but I'm going to because it's part of the um, like business operation would be the content creation partnerships and collaborations. So I don't want to get into too much detail on this part, um, mainly because there's like so much detail that it would take me a really long time to talk about it. And I'm not an expert in this in this area. 
Um, I, if you're more interested in that, then I can point you to resources and give you podcasts to listen to or accounts to follow. But this is a part of the business operation for dog mom mentality. And I do it for an additional stream of income and also to build relationships up with brands or other people that are working with the brand or agency. Content creation is something that takes a lot of time and effort. Um, It takes, you know, a lot of time with your dog. And so you really have to be in a good headspace to work with your dog, to not get frustrated with them when you're trying to have them do like a certain pose or do a certain trick or walk a certain direction, you know, interact with a product, try to get the best angle, have them do it a million times. So it's something that you really have to be cognizant about on how much pressure you want to put on your dog while actually doing the content creation. (laughs) Um, And that was something that was really hard for me to learn. Uh, I definitely, you know, wanted the perfect shot. And sometimes that meant asking Layla to do something like 10 times and eventually she just didn't want to do it anymore and that was really frustrating. So I really had to evaluate what are the pros and cons of doing partnerships specifically with dog products that might, you know, need Layla to interact with them a certain way. And it was also a really good way for me to practice letting go of some of the perfectionism because I am working with Layla. I am, you know, maybe working with the environment, the lighting, the sounds, and those things I cannot control. So being able to get really creative with how I do things whenever it comes to content creation has been a learning curve, um, but it's really helped me to, to grow not only as a creative, but also just as a human and with my mindset and letting go of some things and taking time to be patient and getting creative with solutions. So I really enjoy content creation, but it is something that I kind of go in and out of. Sometimes I'm really into it and I'm seeking out a lot of partnerships and people to work with. And then sometimes it's very much on the back burner and I don't, you know, look at my email and I'm not constantly emailing out people. So it's really back and forth. And it's not something that is, it's not something that really goes along with the overall mission behind dog mom mentality. Like I said, it really is just an additional stream of income, but it is something that I do enjoy doing. The next thing that really came about for Dog Mom Mentality was the t-shirt line. So that launched in May of 2022, just a little bit over a year ago. And these are some of my favorite shirts. Um, I'm literally smiling from ear to ear right now talking about these. I get so excited when I see other people wearing the shirts and what it means to them and what the shirts mean to me. So if you go on the website, each shirt has its own little story. And the overall goal behind the Dog Mom Mentality shirts were really to empower others on their journey with their dog or on their journey with their mental health. When I launched the t-shirt line, I was in a mastermind with Brittany Brown, who is the 
person behind the account Working Dog Mama. So she had a six-month mastermind that I did with two other people. And in this mastermind, it was really about defining your brand and making something sustainable out of just that personal brand. So I that's whenever I came up with the actually I came up with the the journal um a little bit before I started the mastermind and I will get more into that. I'm kind of going in chronological order on when things actually came out. But in this mastermind, I had the idea for for these t-shirts and so that is what launched in May of 2022, kind of at the end of the mastermind actually, but Brittany was a huge help on coming up with some of the direction and coming up with with my brand values and it's the brand values that I still stick to today, which they are resilience, openness, playfulness, balance, and empowerment. And those are still things that I stick by today. They are still like the core pillars and the core values of dog mom mentality. And the shirts, they each have their own little story. So I think the favorites are the bad dog mom shirt, which is all about, you know, doing what is right by your dog. You know what is best. You're their owner. Everyone on the internet can call you a bad dog mom, um, but you know like what is is the best thing for your dog. So it's kind of like a little play on that to uh, give some people the middle finger (laughs) for their bad comments and say like, yeah, I am a bad dog mom and I'm going to embrace it and I know what's best for my dog. So there's the bad dog mom t-shirt. I think another favorite is the play with your dog, train your dog t-shirt, which basically, you know, sums it all up right there on you know, what you love to do with your dog. And then the other one that is a fan favorite is the Boundaries Are Cool shirt. And that was really inspired by my podcast episode, Boundaries Are Cool, and was really just a head nod to setting boundaries, you know, for yourself, with your dog, for your dog, and advocating for all of these things that you need to to be the best version of yourself, to be the best dog mom, to provide the best space for your dog, and really to to step up and embody the that higher version of yourself that is going to set those boundaries and advocate for yourself. To get into the more technical aspect of the t-shirts, so I am really, really lucky and really, really blessed that my best friend actually has her own t-shirt business, her own um, graphic design t-shirt business. I was able to utilize her to help me come up with the designs and the packaging and the colors and literally produce the dog mom mentality shirts. So every shirt that is sent out first is made and touched by her with love. And then uh, I get them from her house, actually package them up and ship them. This is actually a really great time for me to mention the branding of Dog Mom Mentality. So in early 2022, I decided to rebrand, I guess, and actually come up with a logo, come up with colors, come up with like little 
designs and graphics for dog mom mentality. I knew I wanted to do this because I was trying to make a website and I hated the colors <laughs> that I was currently using. And so I reached out to my friend Nicole, who is the owner of Moth Folk. I've had her on um, the podcast a couple of times, I think. And her dog Instagram is Village Dog Sin. And I knew that she worked in the like graphic design industry and the art industry, I guess. Um, I knew she was really talented in that space. And so I reached out to her and she helped me come up with a mood board and she did like discovery calls and client calls until we like did a few iterations and came up with everything that is now used for dog mom mentality from a branding perspective. So the colors and the designs and, you know, my website, that wouldn't be here without Nicole. The next piece of dog mom mentality, which is like my little baby, is the growing and healing journal. And I mentioned that this kind of started before the t-shirts came. So what had happened is I was reading this book called The Emotional Entrepreneur by my favorite podcaster, Scout Sobel. I was reading her book in November of 2021, and all of a sudden, I, like, had this burst of inspiration and this burst of energy of, like, coming up with something to help dog owners work through their feelings in a way that was guided and easy and intuitive. And so I just started writing down all of these scenarios for when you're feeling blank or for when you're doing blank with your dog. So like that's how all of the for when you're feeling frustrated, joyful, brave, anxious, that's how all of those things came about. But, you know, in this list, I was really thinking of all of the specific scenarios and the feelings that would come from those scenarios with your dog. So if you were to look at the back of this book, it's just covered with sentences and bullet points on for when you do this with your dog or for when you feel blank with your dog, for when you're feeling embarrassed, for when you're feeling um, anxious, for when you have to take your dog to a new place or for when you have to take your dog to a vet. It's just like filled with all of these bullet points and scenarios. And that's really how the idea for the journal came to life. So I had this idea in November of 2021 and I knew I wanted to do this mastermind with Brittany. So my whole plan for the six-month mastermind was to really get in the weeds and create this journal. Like I knew I wanted to have this product out into the world. Throughout the six months that I was in this mastermind, I was doing a lot of market research, a lot of product research, and I was starting to introduce journaling to people through Instagram and through my content and through my posts. And even though journaling was something that I was doing, it wasn't something that I was sharing about often. Like really, you know, the journaling that I was sharing was what I was taking literally out of my written journal and into, you know, putting it into post, into like reflection post. I saw how much that helped me 
to reflect on, you know, what had happened in a certain situation or what I was learning from these experiences with Layla. And I realized how much that could help other people or how much that could help past me, you know, to really embrace some of these tools earlier on and how it could have made such a difference on my perspective and my mindset and my emotions and my mental health. And so I wanted to create something for my past self and for others to really utilize to help them get to a place of better understanding and empathy and awareness with themselves and with their their dog ownership journey. The market research I did was a series of surveys and one-on-one calls with, I think, 10 or 15 individuals. I can't remember the exact number. But the the survey, if anybody is interested, I can actually send that survey out. Or I think the link to it is still in the journal development highlight on my Instagram. So you can go there and look at it. But it was a series of questions that really asked about journaling in general. So like, do you journal? If you journal, like, how do you do it? Do you like prompts? Do you like free writing? And then the other part was about your your dog, your training. What are some of the challenges that you have with training? And what are some of the emotions that come up for you? And so I wanted to pick out the 5 to 15 common emotions that dog owners go through and that's how I came up with the 10 that are in the journal. And then I also wanted to make sure that I was covering all of the different scenarios and challenges that other people were facing. So if you don't have the journal, the the beef of it is the actual journaling prompts and they aren't reactive dog specific and they aren't situation specific. They are emotion specific. And I really wanted to drive home people being able to one, be aware of their emotions, be aware that they're having a emotion, a feeling, and not like throw it away. But then two, to actually label that emotion. Because if you're able to feel the emotion, label it, then you are able to actually do something about it and change it. Or, you know, change your perspective around the situation and what you are going to do the next time that you feel that emotion. You know, maybe this time you feel anxious and you react because of that. If you, you know, take that to journaling, then you're able to catch yourself next time that you're feeling anxious and maybe you don't react the same way that you did if you, you know, didn't think it was effective last time or didn't think it was appropriate. So I wanted to to make these prompts or these uh, journaling entries more about the emotion that you're feeling. So, you know, if if it's for when you're feeling anxious, then the the prompts go into, you know, why did you feel that way? What prompted it? Did it bring up, you know, a thought or a feeling from your past? How do you think your dog felt during this anxious moment? And so the guided prompts are very much specific to the feeling. And there are 10 emotions in there in the journal five of them are more 
positive and five of them are more negative. And so all of the journaling prompts have a very specific purpose, whether it's to reorient your mindset or it's to get gain a different perspective or to reminisce on on the 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 um, experience that you had with your dog if it's something that you were feeling joyful about or motivated or brave about and so all of them have a very specific purpose depending on the feeling depending on the emotion. Um, So other parts of the journal have to do with intention setting, goal setting, and then a wins tracker. The whole journal was very intentionally made from the prompts and the words to the colors to the meaning behind why the whole journal was created in the first place. And it was a really, really, really fun process to actually get this journal into the world. So beyond the market research and the product research that I did, once I actually started to create the prompts and the content within the journal, I was extremely blessed to have friends that helped me. Um, And, you know, in this process, they were more like contractors, I guess, because I did pay them for their work. But I did have Jess from Handlers and Humans and Haley from Pause and Reflect help me revise the uh, copyright and the prompts in the journal. And then I also had Nicole, who helped me with my branding, help me with the colors and the layout of the journal. And then I actually went back to the people that I did the one-on-one calls with for the market research, and I asked them to test out the journal and get feedback from them and revise it a little bit more before it actually went out into the world. So the journal has been my absolute baby. It's been my favorite thing to create and produce. And now I am in the process of trying to get it out into more people's hands through retailers and trainers. So if you know of a retail store or a trainer who you think would absolutely love selling, growing, and healing, then please let me know and I will most certainly reach out to them. The newest addition to the Dog Mom Mentality Suite is the Dog Mom Mentality Mentorship Program. I literally just announced this like a week ago, and it's something that I've been holding on to for quite some time just because I felt like it was probably the most vulnerable thing that I'm putting out there. Because it's not, you know, a product that I'm selling. It's truly a a service that I'm selling to help and guide and serve other people and mentor other people. I mean, the name says it all. And looking back, I think if I would have had somebody to really hold me accountable and challenge me and mirror for me some of the mindset and pressure I was putting on myself, I think I could have figured out some of our problems 
a whole lot sooner. Basically, if I could have had somebody to kind of mirror for me where I was holding us back because of my limiting beliefs and my thought processes and some of the ways I was like self-sabotaging us and not only us, but like just me in general, because a lot of the thought processes and the beliefs that I had about us and dog training were really extending to a lot of other areas of my life. Um, But if I would have had somebody to really challenge some of those thoughts and challenge some of those beliefs and mirror back to me where I was really just, you know, holding us up, then I think we could have gotten, you know, where we are today a lot quicker and a lot better. I started to realize some of the ways that I was really holding us back when I started to get more into my journaling practice, my meditation practice, and with a coach. So I currently have a coach that is more so for like spirituality and business and entrepreneurship, but so many of those things that she has mirrored back for me and shown me can really be applied to to dog ownership and other areas of my life. And so I, I decided that I really wanted to put this mentorship program out there into the world to guide and coach other people through the lens of dog ownership, you know, through their problems, through their limiting beliefs, you know, asking for advice, asking for guidance with their mindset, with their confidence, and just really getting down into like the nitty gritty of where you might not even realize that you are holding yourself back or where other people have their limiting beliefs. I realized that this was such a specialized offer and something really, really unique to the dog community. So I was a little scared to put it out there into the world. I had a lot of imposter syndrome about it, but I'm happy that it is finally out there that I'm able to offer it. And since this is so new and I'm, I'm just now talking about it and I'm just now introducing it, I will have more information about that. You can um, always reach out to me and message me, but I'll be sharing more information as it comes on. I'm sure I'll share it some on, on the podcast, but I'm super excited to have these more intimate conversations with people and really share some of the knowledge and wisdom that I have that can't necessarily be shared online publicly because some of it is just more private to me that I don't care to tell people one-on-one, but I, you know, don't just want to broadcast it all over social media. And so I'm really excited to share some of those more intimate stories through these sessions and calls with people and connect with you all on a just a very deep, deep level and dig underneath the surface to really get to some of the root causes of some of these issues. I don't know if you've seen um, some of the reels I've put out, but like it, it basically says, you know, is your dog reacting really the thing that's bothering you or is it because it's questioning your perfectionism? Or is your dog reacting and barking really the thing that's bothering you? 
Or is it because you've been told by countless amounts of trainers online that if your dog reacts, then they must not find you valuable enough. (laughs) And so in that moment, you're you're telling yourself you must not be valuable to your dog. You must not be valuable at all. You must not be strong enough. You must not be capable enough. I want to help you work through those beliefs and those thoughts and that mindset to help you really come out on the other side stronger because I wish somebody would have done that for me in the past for, for dog ownership. And I know you can get all of these tips and tricks on the actual dog training on, you know, what tools to use and how to hold your hand and and how to deliver treats and the markers to use and the obedience to teach. But some of the things that that dog trainers are missing are the actual mindset piece for, for dog owners and the actual emotional piece that you're going through. And so I want to be there for you to to hold that space, to give you that guidance, to give you those mindset and confidence tips and tricks. And so, you know, we can talk about a a large array of topics during these sessions, but I'm really excited to start opening that up and offering that as a service through Dogma Mentality. For these sessions, you can start by booking a connection session, which is a free 30-minute call where we can kind of just get on the surface layer of what you need to work on, what you can do, how this can serve you, how this can better you, not only as a dog owner, but as a human in general. So you can book that free connection session. And then afterwards, there are options to do drop-in one-on-one calls. And then you can do a package of three calls or a package of six calls, ideally to be used once per month or bi-weekly for three months. So this is the new addition for dog mom mentality. And if you are curious about it, then that is the perfect opportunity for you to book a free connection session. That is exactly what it's there for to see if this would be something that could be useful and of service and just so good for you. I know if I would have seen something like this, if my past self would have seen something like this, I would have jumped all over it and been so about it. And like I said earlier, all of these products and services that I've created through Dogma Mentality really came out of a need of my past self wanting or needing it. If you are into human design, I am a 6-2 generator, and part of my profile is that I am becoming the human that my younger self needed, and so I've really, really started to embrace that, and I've realized that not only am I becoming the human that my past self or my younger self needed with my awareness and my emotional capacity and my interest in mental health and empathy, but I'm also creating and producing content and products and services for my past self who was a dog owner with big feelings, who had a dog with big feelings. And so the, the content and the journal and the mentorship all came out of a place from my past self truly needing it. I am so proud of what Dog Mom Mentality has become and I cannot thank every person enough for all of the love and the shares and the support that you have given 
to dog mom mentality, to me, to Layla, and for being on this growing and healing journey with me. I know this was a little bit of a different episode, but I hope you enjoyed seeing the behind the scenes of dog mom mentality and how everything came to be and some of the operational side of it. It was a different side that I wanted to share and answer some frequently asked questions about. There are a million and one podcasts that you could be listening to right now, so I am so grateful that you chose to listen to this one. If you could show that love by leaving a rating, a review, or share it with a friend, I would be so grateful. It would be so appreciated. And with that, I will talk to you all next week. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today.